Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's yefightful.com. It is time for your Impact Wrestling Review. It's June the 9th. We're 10 nights away from Slammiversary. Feeling good, looking good. A fun show indeed. I am Atrol Pearl, and I've got, as always, the amazing, the fun, the lovely Cresta Star. How are you, Cresta? Faking it till I make it, Joel. I'm full of life, and if I don't have it, I'm pretending in this moment. How are you? <laughs> Buddy, truer words were never spoken. I, I'm feeling good. I enjoyed this episode of Impact Wrestling. Uh, there's, We were talking off air that one of the strengths that Impact has is their diversity and the amount of stuff that they throw against the wall. And some stuff will hit for some people and some stuff will hit for other people and some stuff will just not. And it's okay because there's still a hundred other things going on that still makes sense, but it's different considering the, the stories that are going on. So I, I enjoyed the show. How about you? I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Um, it was hard hitting. Out of the three weeks you've been covering this, it's been super hard hitting tonight. And I, it always ceases, never ceases to impress me when Impact puts on a good show like they did tonight. And like you said, a mixed bag of things where like last week it, I felt was maybe a little bit more backstagey. And tonight you had backstagey, but everything is a theme. And the theme tonight was violence. <laughs> It was. It was a really hard-hitting show. Heavy-handed nonsense. I loved it. Oh, you're back. Did I DC? I am so sorry. I was like, uh, Joel did you, Hall? Did you do, oh my God, did you do, uh, did you do a Sammy Callahan on me? I'm at your door, actually. Turn around. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the color on my uh, on my lamp is right. It almost matches the hair. Almost matches the hair. But uh, yeah, so friends we're going to talk about we're going to talk about impact wrestling we're going to talk about all the stuff going on you can get in on the conversation too it's good to see you in the live chat if you're joining us at youtube.com slash fightful if you're joining us over on uh facebook on our fightful uh, facebook group wherever you're watching us on pods afterwards whatever it is welcome good to see you you can donate a super chat it'll get your questionary statement right on the air if you're wondering what that super chat is it's that little dollar sign down the bottom of the chat box here youtube.com slash fightful that uh, any amount that you leave, we'll bring it up on the screen. We'll talk about it. Get your question statement read on the air. It supports us here at Fightful. And we got our Humper Chats. Cresta, come on. Do the Humper Chat thing. Tell them. 
you can go to humperchat.com. It is connected with Streamlabs. And it's like a super chat, but a humper. <laughs> that sounded better in my mind. <laughs> but you can get your chats read on air, and we'll be answering these questions again. That's at humperchats.com. There you go. doesn't matter if you put an S at the end of it or not. We got both of them. They'll still go to the same spot, humperchats.com. That'll get your question or statement around the air as well. Uh, the difference between the two, honestly, is that Humper Chats lets us keep a little bit more of the pie compared to what a Super Chat does. But if you want to see the big bubble up on the screen, well, then that's what you want. <laughs> and also, if you want all your news and you want all your scoops and you want all the good stuff, subscribe to Fightful Select. It's the best five bucks in wrestling or more, depending on what you want to get out of your Fightful Select. If you want the news and you want all the podcasts and you want all the scoops and you want all the Q&A stuff and you want updates on MJF and Roman Reigns and all the stuff or an Adam Cole injury update, subscribe to Fightful Select. It's well worth it. Do it. We're going we're gonna to kick things off right now to Train 24 with the Super Chats. And Cresta has the dopest hair. Thank you. Uh, be weird. Be different. <laughs> By the way, speaking of being weird and different, I don't know if you saw BTI. We do this, we do this dance every week. But do this you know what the me. match when was? You, when you start to do BTI, I pretend like I'm Homer Simpson and try to fade <laughs> into the background. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone watches BTI. I understand it. But this week I found out who was on BTI and I said, we have to watch it because who was on BTI, Cresta? Swingman's back, baby. Not this. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice took on Crazy Steve and Black Tours. Just go watch the match. A very good comedy match. Just go watch it. It's fun. It's BTI. It's a fun show. And then, of course, He's let's talk about on me. Let's talk about Impact. Let's talk about the show. We opened with the 2008 TNA Impact opening. They're really doing this thing leading up to Slammiversary where they're doing all these classic TNA Impact intros. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, this week's, I, I had to like scour my brain as to when they did that opening because I don't remember the song. But it was good. I like the opening. Little little fun uh, trivia there. 2008 mm. TNA opening video. And let's get right to it. Rosemary takes on Tennille Dashwood. Tennille's got Madison Rain. Rosemary's got nobody. Not a friend in the world. Not a nobody. She's she's lonely. She's all alone. And she's got to spend most of the match just fighting off Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood. Crowd was really into this match, which was really nice to see because sometimes in those openings, it's a little, uh, you know, a, a little slow. But uh, all in all, a good match. Simple, straightforward. Uh, the ending comes. Madison Rain distracts everybody. Rosemary turns and uh, runs Tennille into Madison Rain and then rolls her up at the bridge and Madison Rain costs uh, the match for, sorry, Tennille Dashwood. Rosemary gets the win via roll-up. Uh, before we get to the post-match, anything to add on that match? I mean, you gave us the hits. You gave us the playlist. Um, I was saying to myself when this came out, I was like, yo, the only way Tennille Dashwood wins is if she cheats. And then when, uh, when she did cheat and Rosemary still pinned her, I was like, uh, I love Rosemary. That bridge she just stayed on top of her to me was added disrespect, which I was here for. <laughs> but also I was like, oh, they're going to beat you up now because <laughs> now you're flexing on her and you know she don't like that. <laughs> there you go. Post-match again, the beat down. Taya Valkyrie comes down to save Rosemary. Uh, Rosemary did the same for Taya a few weeks back. They do the stare down and the smiles and the crowd is chanting, hug it out. But it's complicated, Cresta. Is so this I a new know a little bit about their history. So I already <laughs> know it's like, listen, Taya, sometimes you are nice to Rosemary. Some, a lot of the time, you're a butthead. However, 
you will also pay Rosemary, who kind of feels bad for you. <laughs> so I was like, are they going to hug it out? Then is it going to be awkward when Havoc comes back? And can you really trust Taya Valkyrie? I'm not That's saying you can't, but I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> I mean, listen, let's not forget that uh, there was a whole Who Shot Johnny Bravo storyline that had these two <laughs> wrapped up in the center of it and ended up with Taya going to jail. I do remember that. And that's what I was like. I have to close my laptop because when they when they were supposed to get married and someone shot, I was like, what? Is... You know the what? Best. I've had enough wrestling for today. The best. <laughs> it was top tier, though. It was very sports entertained. Very sports entertained. Taya and Rosemary did team up in the knockouts tag tournament. They did lose in the first round, but it will be interesting to see Taya and Rosemary team up again, this time to go up against Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain, the influence. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. But like you said, what happens to Havoc? When uh -huh. she comes back, what what would you expect to see? Maybe if Taya and Rosemary get the match, if they're successful, what what happens to Havoc? What do you think? I think it becomes, can you trust Taya Valkyrie? And if Taya Valkyrie makes it where, okay, let's say y'all do get the tag titles. Let's say y'all go for it. And you can even make the argument because Taya stepped in while you were out injured, I could be here and do what we got to do. And then Taya could be like, oh, go away, Havoc. And once she got Rosemary by herself, turn on her. Isn't that the classic story? Now, now Havoc's jaded. Or does Rosemary say, you know what? I've been around this roller coaster before. I'm going to get you before you get me. But then that what that comes back to what happens to Havoc when she comes back. Does Havoc then just beat up Taya Valkyrie? How does that happen? It's one of those love-hate relationships like Eddie Edwards and... um. Oh my God, what's his name? Sammy Callahan. They hate yeah. each other. The convenient friends, but they'll turn each other in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, can you break up Decay? Is it time to break up Decay over this? I, not over this. It would feel a little far-fetched, wouldn't it? I mean, you could break them up, but not over i agree with you like not over this not not over Taya valkyrie girl <laughs> it, it would be a strange way to, to break up decay but could you imagine mm -hmm. the power of Taya valkyrie i broke up decay who's like one of the longest standing groups in modern impact history i'm fine with that i think Havoc it will is gonna kill her yes, probably. Gonna kill her. <laughs> probably. that's what it is anyway let's move on good brothers they're gonna make a visit they're gonna make a drive down to sandy fork delaware they're grinding Cresta, they're grinding. They're, they're kicking balls. They're 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 taking bad tire swings. Talking about them. Uh, <laughs> they're visiting the Briscoes farm, the chicken farm. My favorite favorite part of this was when they say they make a reference to Uncle Allen in the graveyard or boneyard match or whatever it was, and then boneyard. the Undertaker WrestleMania reference. It was very well done for those who didn't get the reference. The Good Brothers, of course, were involved in the AJ Styles. An Undertaker match back at WrestleMania 36? The one that was uh, PC WrestleMania 36. Uh, so that was fun. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that little reference. And then, of course, you know, they, they're they in the stalls uh, with the chickens, and they say it smells like a Tama Tonga match. Woof. When they said that, I passed away. I screamed <laughs> audibly. I was like, oh, my God. First of all, that's rude. Second of all, he's going to come and get you. And when he does, I will be looking. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're talking to the one of the Briscoes kids. And by the way, the Briscoes have like between them like 8,500 kids. So we don't know which one this is in the lineage. But either way, talking to one of their sons. And like in the background, old McDonald has a farm is playing. And they're just like too sweet me, little bro. It's really cute and really funny. They pick up the kid. They kick his trike and they start carrying him around. They do a montage. He's chasing chickens. Eventually, the, it was just a very funny segment. And then it turns serious because they run in to papa briscoe and uh who was it It was uh not carl anderson but uh oh my god i'm having a mind mind freak okay. right now who, who is it wait, doc gallows talk- doc gallows oh i was like wait you talking about his partner sorry folks i'm on like two hours of sleep gallows calls briscoe papa briscoe the patriarch of the chicken shit and then he says, hope you boys pack a lunch and starts taking off his belt. And then out come the Briscoes. Before we go deeper into this, I don't know if you've ever spent time on a farm, Cresta. Have you? Have you Have you done any farm work? I don't mean this rudely, but it's my trauma and I'm allowed. Unfortunately, I used to live in Texas. So, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. And it's the it's a thing. It's a thing. And um thought that segment was hilarious when he was taking off his bus like is papa briscoe about to spank these grown men i would like to see it because i know how southern old folks give it up they don't care if you're 92 or two they'll still try to beat you <laughs> some, some good ring of honor lore having papa briscoe show up and then they, they do the the fight with the briscoes and the good brothers and it's cute and then all of a sudden the good brothers knock out jay and they almost knock out mark but papa briscoe distracts them and they reteam they're going to come back to this a little bit later, but uh, yeah, just, just a fun segment. I really enjoyed it. I thought I, I, one of the things that impact does really well is film those extra segments that go along yeah. with the tapings that have already happened. We talked about it last week. It was really, really fun. I um, am going to say when um, Doc, <laughs> when Doc Allos and Luke and not Luke, I'm sorry, Carl Anderson, both turn like this. I was like, if that, if if Dad Briscoe's got a gun like Art Anderson, like you keep that thing on you, but it was just a wrench. I was dying, but then this guy pulled out like a machete. I was like, nah, it's time to go. These Briscoes are wild. <laughs> I was so sure that he had that he was gonna have an old fashioned shotgun. Me, me too. I was like, ain't no way you on a farm and you not you pull out a wrench. Mm, that's not realistic. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. I can't suspend my disease anymore. <laughs> he just he pulls he pulls out the shotgun. He cocks it and says. I hope you boys are ready to eat lead for lunch. (laughs) Arn Anderson is looking at this segment like. (sighs) Could have done it better. I could have written this better. Anyway, Jesus Garcia with the super chat. Thank you. Says that farm scene had me rolling. Not quite as good as the one Deanna and Mickey had, though. I did think about that when Deanna went to go visit Mickey James on the farm. Uh, It was this one was a little bit different with the little comedy aspects, but the beatdown with Deanna and Mickey I thought was stronger. This was more of like a a comedy esque segment that devolves into a beatdown. I will also say that in comparison to the promo that they did last week on the Good Brothers, them doing some clownery made a lot of sense. Because after you got to the top five, it's like, what was your favorite moment? Who you beat the Briscoe? <laughs> so it makes sense that you would go to someone's house like, you know what my new number one favorite moment is? When I beat up your dad. <laughs> so it makes sense. It, to me, it made sense. Maybe not 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 so much the bloody beatdown because that'll that'll happen at Slammiversary. Oh, they're getting their butts kicked. That's happening. <laughs> but this is the time to get their yucks, terrorize their family. I liked it. I liked it. 
That was a good one. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. If y'all leave a thumbs up here on this video here, youtube.com slash fightful, do it. Go ahead. Do it now. Uh, let's talk about Heath in the back. He, uh, he's got an update on Rhino. He says he needs surgery. Could be out for a month, uh, months, plural. And then says, Honor No More is going to walk through hell and they'll get burned. And that is if they make it to Slammiversary. Heavy words. And we'll find out how that plays out in the main event. But then we got the match that absolutely... Listen, Sean would say this. That's fine. I just say it went wild, Cresta. Steve Macklin, PCO, a banger of a match. Before we get to the whole hotness of it, next week, Sean's interview with Steve Macklin drops. So keep it locked to this channel. There you go. Uh, there was a super chat right at the top from Ricardo saying, hey, yo, is PCO okay? That looked like a rough injury. So that was horrifying. I didn't know if he. I'm going to let you talk. I'm sorry. I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, the French Canadian Frankenstein is right. Uh, absolutely nuts. Ugh, I don't even know where to start because I, I have so many notes. But yeah, they do a whole segment or, or a whole spot in the match where Macklin does the low elbow on a PCO in the corner in the barricade and then later puts his elbow and his arm in between the stairs and kicks it. And then they make it look like his collarbone or his shoulders out of his socket and he's bleeding profusely. And then they have PCO fight off security. He, they're there to stop the match. And then Macklin uh, has a distracted, you know, ref trying to get the security guards out of there. Uh, Macklin gets PCO, hits a DDT on the chair and Macklin gets the win. So the PCO thing, it looks like he's got like a, a messed up collarbone and it just looks like he never got it fixed. And I don't think it's something that, I think it's just something that clicks at that point. It's not like a, it's not such a bad injury and it's, it's like mm. a party trick. You know what I mean? It just looks like a party trick to me. Yeah. That's my first thing. It's like, what is he double jointed? Because I don't want to, I don't like getting worked for free, for free. I don't like getting worked for free. Cause I'll tell you, I was worked though. I was worked though. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a good party trick. But he could be double jointed. I knew someone who could dislocate their shoulder at will and put it back in. And that's what I thought it was. But when it didn't go back, <laughs> with the blood, <laughs> it was good. But <laughs> just the way that he kept, he kept flexing it again. Cause I, yeah. he knows, I, he knows. There, there was just, but it was, it looked so gnarly. Like even in the moment, yeah. I was like, holy shit. And I think most people at home uh, were definitely looking at it and seeing, oh my God, it looked really bad. Mm -hmm. But um, no, either way, such a good match. Cannot put yes. it over enough. If you want some hard hitting ridiculousness, go back, watch this match. Like PCO, he hits a spear through the ropes and goes face first into oh, the floor. Yeah. And that, that was literally the tone of the match ever yeah. since that part. <laughs> starts the match. Uh, and then, yeah, so post-match, PCO's moving. He grabs Macklin's arm, Mac or his leg, and Macklin jumps out of the ring. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want any of this. Yeah, but Macklin gets that. the win. That's all that matters. Macklin gets the win. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still a little confused as to what PCO's, like, position is in impact wrestling is he a mm. face is he a heel because he teamed up with morrissey last week and he was a face but this week he was playing more of a heel for, or i guess it was still more of a face with macklin because macklin is more of a heel but pco is also part of the the honor no more match at slammiversary with eddie edwards and ogk and vincent like what where, what is pco in this whole impact wrestling sphere it's very strange to me i kind of put pco in the same box that i put 
Colt Cabana when he was being courted by the Dark Order. I'm not really a bad guy, but I'm, I'm here for the vibes. It is it is vibes. He's a Frankenstein monster. I'm here for the vibes. So do I think he's a full-on heel? Nah, but he's he's not a face either. He's he's here for the, Z, the zombie vibes. I forgot how to speak in that one moment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like beating up guys? I like beating up guys. All right, I can join you for a little bit, I but no, do this. <laughs> this was fine. No, nothing else. Uh, true Heel Flex Cabana. That's a phenomenal name. Uh, the song Brain Damage by Eminem was a true story written about a kid who grew up to be PCO. Absolutely. No questions asked. He's wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Oh, man. And uh, Ricardo Lamarck saying Macklin and VBD are two of my faves in wrestling. Absolutely agreed. Macklin, we've talked about so many times, Cresta, has oh. just been a standout for Impact Wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Macklin is someone I can see, I think we spoke about this last week, definitely going against Josh, Josh Alexander. Am I having a stroke tonight? What is happening? You too, hey? <laughs> yeah, well, what's happening? Mercury's in retrograde or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's someone you could absolutely see going against Josh Alexander. And it's like, this is a good match. And I don't know how this is going to go, whether they get interrupted or not. It's He's phenomenal. Again, you would forget that he was in Forgotten Sons. You would forget that he was anywhere else but here. He's so good. Yep, so good. It's wild. And and VBD, of course, we're going to talk about in a few minutes when we talk mm -hmm. about that Joe Doring and Josh Alexander match. Holy, mm -hmm. we'll get there in a sec. Uh, Deanna Perazzo's in the back. She's approached by Tasha Steeles. And Tasha's just like, hey, why didn't you get involved last week in Savannah Evans' match against Mia Yim? And, and Deanna's just like, well, I didn't need to because I want the knockouts title, not to end Mia Yim. And then Tasha's like, well, you'll rue the day. And then they walk off. And then Chelsea Green walks in and she's like, it doesn't hurt to have a little help. And I'm like, Wait a minute. We just did this with Morrissey and Bupinder Gujar. What is this? <laughs> just a second. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this line before. I don't know where, but I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think Deanna Parazzo is amazing. And I like Chelsea. I like Chelsea Green so much in Impact. She's just literally hot mess. Wasn't that her name for hot mess Jess or something like that? Or am I thinking of someone else? She's the hot mess. I love her. I love her. Those two together, I could see Deanna getting annoyed. And she's like, come on, just, just do it. She's like, all right, whatever. Until yeah, I get hot, back. Hot mess Laurel Van Ness. That's what she was back in her impact days before I she remember. just became Chelsea Green. Yeah. Mm. Had to remember myself too. <laughs> uh, really the lowest point to me in this entire show comes up next. Matt Morgan's here for some reason. Uh, he talks about his time in TNA wrestling where he was the blueprint puts himself over and then he's in, he's interrupted by Vincent from Honor No More who touts that Honor No More is going to win its anniversary and then thank god Tom Hannafin says that Matt Morgan's inactive and therefore ineligible to join Team Impact. I thought the same thing I'm like is this old man about to come back? Not say he's oh he looked great. He didn't look like an old man but the way they made it sound like he was wrestling a long time ago. Um I think to your point earlier dude no, I was. I lost my train of thought. I don't know what's happening tonight. <laughs> the Matt Morgan thing. The Matt Morgan thing. The only reason it makes sense is because these set of tapings where they had him show mm -hmm. up, they were in Orlando. So, okay. and he is a mayor of one of the uh, cities in 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 Florida around Orlando. Or they said they said the city, but honestly, I don't care because I don't care much for Matt Morgan. So there you go. Uh, let's talk about the real match. The match. The kid. The match that really put it on the map tonight. Josh Alexander, Joe Doring, 
Ricardo the Mark with the Humper chat that says, Josh versus Doring had me wringing my hands and cackling like a supervillain. This is what I pay for. It was a really, really good match, Cresta. Absolutely. Tell me. Talk to me. Tell me about it. So, first of all, I was thinking to myself, okay, Josh Alexander maybe gets the win over Joe Doring. He's, now he's on momentum. When he comes up to Slam anniversary, it's curtains for you. But that's a little too obvious. And this is one thing about impact. Expect the unexpected. So I like the finish. That whole match, I'm not the, again, I'm not the kind of person to tell you go out and watch a match. But that match literally was Josh Alexander saying, I'm tired of your crap, all of you. And I know whether it's this week, next week, or Slammiversary, I'm going to have to take you out. So that match to me was smart booking because you protect Alexander because Alexander was going to win. When he picked up Joe Doring, who was a large man, like a large man picking up a larger man. I was like, holy hell. And that ending was smart. I don't, DQ finishes sometimes could seem lame or overdone, but this was perfect because everyone, he still has his win streak. So he can use that for something else or we can use it as a plot twist later on. And Alexander didn't eat a pin. And nobody really ate a pin. So Violent by Design still looks strong, still has momentum going into um, Slammiversary. What did you think of it, Joel? Well, you and I sat here last week and we talked about this match and saying, and I told you, I couldn't remember how this match finished. And to me, it made sense to have Josh win, even though it wasn't the best outcome for Joe Doring, who was undefeated. This is the best way to have him remain undefeated. Mm-hmm. Technically, Joe Doring gets the win via disqualification because Eric Young and Cody Diener try to get involved. Young gives the flag, the Violent by Design flag to Joe Doring. Josh intercepts it. He uses it on Doring and the referee sees it. So Josh Alexander gets DQ'd. I really liked it because it still kept Doring looking strong and looking like that that monster who's who, who's on a winning streak. He's still winning. And then Alexander just, you know, he got the best of himself by trying to get involved with the flag. Like he thought that he could get one over and that was that. Uh, but the rest of the match, like you said, it was two big dudes, one dude bigger than the other taking down the big dude. And it was really fun. Like there was a, there was a spot in there where Doring does a belly-to-back suplex, and Alexander just flips around and counters back into a headlock. Stuff like that just works yeah. in a in a big man, little man. I use that term very loosely. <laughs> Alexander type of match because Doring's just massive, and it was just yeah. a slow match. There was a lot of hard hitting, a lot of solid striking. At one point, there's a right hook from Joe Doring that like knocks Josh Alexander on his ass, and I loved it. It was just a really good, solid match. Josh Alexander is very fluid in the ring as well. Even in the post-match when they tried to jump him, after he took care of Cody Dina, he whipped right around and saw um, Eric Young like, what are you doing? And he was taking off his leg like, come on then, if you about to come. And he's like, mm, I'm going to make you wait. Mind games, baby. I don't know I if that was it. mind games or fear, but it looked like mind games. I don't know if that was mind games or fear because he literally took out your two henchmen. I loved it. it. It looked, Eric Young had the deer in the headlights look, but it was the crazy deer in the yeah. headlights. It looked perfect. And he slithers out of the ring and he just regroups and Alexander's standing in the ring and he's number one, but there's violent by design right there. It's, it's a really good storytelling motif that they've been building for the main event. Because again, we've talked about this, Eric Young versus Josh Alexander for the Impact World title makes a lot of sense to impact fans who, uh-huh. who have followed impact for someone who's looking for that you know the big like the kenny omega comes into impact when for those who are looking for that kind of match that's not what this is 
And oh, so yeah. they've done a really good job of telling the story of why you should care about Josh Alexander and Eric Young having a main title match, a world title match on a major pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling. You also have a lot of sympathy for Eric Young, especially after the video package last week where he was like, I've done everything you've ever asked me. Anything Impact has asked me to do, I've done. I even went to greener pastures, got screwed over there, came here and still did what you asked me to do. So why am I not champion? Why am I not that guy? So now everyone's getting it. I'm not going to do it like Otter no more and be casual jerks. I'm going to be a full on jerk. And I respect it. I respect it, but he also, in my opinion, has the most to lose because you can't keep challenging Josh Alexander and trying to lead a group and say, it's my way or the highway. You can't get the job done. So in this situation, he's got the most to lose. Like, yeah, Josh Alexander is going to be pissed if he loses, but I don't want to sound like a jerk, but you already lost to Moose and got it back. So you still hungry for it. And I think you could go over, but um, Young got the most to lose here. Next week, we will run down the Slammiversary card. We will absolutely give our picks while we're doing the post-impact show. And there's a lot of really good matches next week. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that. And leave us a thumbs up while you're hanging out here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, backstage, Moose is with Jim Miller. Uh, let's just get to both of these and then we can talk about uh, the Ultimate X stuff. Moose is like, hey, I'm not worried about Sammy. He's playing his own mind games. And then Moose just like drones on for a few minutes. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't. I'm not paying attention. And the lights go on and off, and then Moose is like, "I'm I'm gonna find Sammy. I'm gonna put an end to this." And then they 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 cut away for a bit, and they they do the ultimate next thing. But we'll come back. Moose is now you know going and looking for Sammy. Lights go on, lights go off. Sammy's there. The Moose and Sammy fight backstage. Uh, they go into a, a side room that has a couple of doors, and then Moose beats down Sammy, bloodies him, tries to exit the door that's in front of him, but it's locked. Goes to the door that he came in, but it's locked. And then Sammy has the key and he gouges out Moose's eye. Now, the first thing I'm thinking, Cresta, is why aren't you taking the garage door that's literally right there and available and unlocked? It's mechanical, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. saw that stupid <laughs> garage door. You saw it. Listen, there were a lot of things in this segment. I was like, okay, if your eye is gouged out, you went from ah-ah to this, this real quick. <laughs> it wasn't that gouged out. And you couldn't put your foot in the door. I don't know. Listen, all that time, Sammy Callahan laid on the floor like, eh, eh, I got the, snatched it from like, come on, Impact right saw. Come on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sammy leaves. He locks Moose in. And Moose now has to take the garage door if he can figure out that it exists. Uh, that, so there's that. But announced post-show, after Impact went off the air, Impact Socials did announce that Moose and Sammy Callahan will happen at Slammiversary, and it's now a Monsters Ball match. Very excited for this. I'm a little concerned that Slammiversary is just going to be one big, like, gimmick match fest. I don't hate it, because it's, it's Impact, and again, we're throwing everything at the wall. But, like... There's three gimmick matches right now. With if they had a steel cage match, then here we are. Like we're in we're in heaven. <laughs> it's professional wrestling. I just worry that Slammiversary is going to be really, really long. That's my only concern. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they're going to have probably about eight matches, and they'll do a three hour pay per view. And they're usually pretty good about that, in my opinion, with the with the timing. Well, then sign me up. No. <laughs> No more four hours. If your pay-per-view is four hours, I'm throwing myself in a well. <laughs> we will have coverage of the show. We will have scoops for you 
about Slammiversary, and we uh-huh. will have a post show. It's going to be Steven Jensen and Denise Salcedo. They're going to be the ones doing the uh, the, the post Slammiversary show. And uh, <laughs> Nora's saying you guys are getting confused with AEW. <laughs> yes, it won't be a five and a half hour show. Slammiversary will not be that. But either way, there will we will be covering it over at Fightful.com and here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Denise and Steven Jensen, they'll be doing the post show there. So uh, check that out when they go live after Slammiversary. Let's talk about Bullet Club. Let's talk about Ace Austin joining the Bullet Club during the new japan best of the super juniors tournament and apparently this all leads to alex zane getting a spot the final spot in ultimate x and we'll talk about that in a second but i gotta ask first of all if you know where to get a custom ace austin bullet club card i'd like to get one please give it to me (laughs) we'll start there I said on Twitter when I saw that he won the super juniors i'm like oh and then he joined the bullet club i say if you thought Ace Austin promos were annoying before. <laughs> oh, so, so Ace didn't win the the best of the Super Juniors tournament. Oh, so you're right. Ace, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Uh, Hiromu won. So, so Ace didn't win, but Ace did have that moment of joining Bullet Club. Joining Bullet Club alone and being a part of New Japan in that world, yeah, that'll make you obnoxious as hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then they showed, I think, the. Uh, the post match they had right is when he joined Bullet Club, and they these guys were healing it up. I was like, oh, when they come back for Impact tapings, be prepared to get your Jimmy's Russell because he's about to do the most with the absolute least. And I'm here for, I'm here for it. At first, I was like, man, it's awesome. Now I'm kind of like, <laughs> I want to see you heal it up. You're here for the troll. You're here for the troll, Ace Austin. Uh, by the way, in that beatdown that you're talking about, my mm-hmm. favorite thing is ELP taking off Alex Zane's socks and <laughs> throwing them across the room. He lost his shoe. <laughs> took his shoes off, took his socks off. So Alex Zane's been inserted into Ultimate X. We now know the full field. It's Alex Zane, Kenny King, Jack Evans, Ace Austin, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel. They are going to be in Ultimate X. That's going to be a great matchup i'm really excited for ultimate x slammiversary it's gonna be 10 out of 10 and sorry ultimate x does have a tendency to be your high flyer with not to say there's a lot of rest holes but there's not a lot if you like high flying matches and you want to get into it minute after minute and you're like oh that is that is the match for you and i'm excited because it's gonna be my first one seeing it live not a rerun i'm gonna i'm so excited so excited so it's going to be a real good time. Uh, I have a feeling that'll open up the show. If I had to guess, because usually they do the hot, they do a hot opener for a pay-per-view, uh-huh. but it's usually something X Division related. So I could see this being the opening match. That'd be a good opening match. And maybe it'll set the tone for the rest of the uh, the pay-per-view. But I that'll put butts in seats. <laughs> Definitely puts my butts in, in the seat. That's for sure. All right, let's go back to it. Matt Cardona. Claims that the real digital champion is him and not Rich Swan because he still has the stupid title belt. <laughs> he no, says Cardona, need, Cardona says he needs somebody to carry the lineage of the digital media championship. He gives the belt to Brian Myers. Brian Myers says Rich Swan doesn't even have a Twitter account. And then he challenges <laughs> Rich Swan to a match at Slammiversary. There you go. That was funny. He said, you don't even have a Twitter account. How are you the digital media champion? I was like, you're petty. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. You can't be, that's like saying I'm going to win a cooking show knowing good and well I didn't cook. I put everything in the oven or the microwave. <laughs> like, 
I mean, yeah, you got to get in where you fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you make it. <laughs> so once upon a time, when they announced this title, and they had Jordan Grace competing for it, all I really wanted to happen was for Jordan Grace to win the title and to only defend it be like on her OnlyFans and make it like her OnlyFans exclusive matches are for the Digital Media Championship. <laughs> Can't get them anywhere else. You have to subscribe to her platform in honor of getting to see the Digital Media Championship defended. That's how you make the system work for you. That's nice. <laughs> That's smart. That is smart. Because some people are like, well, OnlyFans is only for one type of thing. Mm-mm. You got to play no. smarter, not harder. Smarter, not harder, baby. <laughs> there are people on OnlyFans who, who will do cooking, like just like food prep stuff. It's it's whatever you want it to be. It's, uh, it is it is what it is. So Exactly. Either way, we have Matt. Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. Brian it's Myers. Okay. <laughs> Why is Brian Myers? in this match he is his avatar it's in the chat he admires this card on his avatar and he's going to take on rich swan by the way rich swan is the digital media champion not the guy who will carry the belt into slam <coughs> there you go they made sure to remind everyone like just to let you know which one is the actual champion <laughs> Just like I'm going to remind all you guys and girls and friends beyond the binary that you can donate a super chat here as we start moving down the home stretch and talking about a main event that was so much fun. It was a six-man tag match. OGK, Taven and Bennett with Eddie Edwards taking on Motor City Machine Guns and Frankie Kazarian. I'm enjoying that Kaz is like still working Impact Wrestling tapings while doing AEW stuff. Like it works for me and it's it was this... This match was a lot of fun. It was a really well-worked six-man tag. What did you think? Did you have any thoughts coming into it? Are you more excited for On and No More now? Or what, what was your thought about the match itself? And then we can talk about all the post-shenanigans. So I know what you just said, but I'm going to start with the post-shenanigans beforehand. Just Damn. for one thing. Sorry, sorry. I'm a bad kid. I don't listen. I don't listen. I know. <laughs> so he saying what he said to be is like, oh, if they make it to Honor No More, it's like, oh, so he's going to interfere in the main event. And then when he didn't, I was like, and I was like, okay, maybe he's going to be part of the six, the five-man tag, the six-man tag they're going to do. And then he wasn't. I was like, so I'm a fan of Motor City Machine Guns. I have so much respect for Chris Saban. He literally is wrestling uncle, bro. And I love how he is so fluid in the ring. And Alex Shelley talks a lot during matches, which not a lot of people do, but I do find it very enjoying. Like when, um, I forgot who was like, I got you. And you heard Alex say, you said, no, you don't. And then kicked him. I was like, ah, that's, it's video game like almost where it's like, look over here. You missed me. It was pretty freaking cool. The whole match itself. There was never a dull moment. Um, my match of the night was a PCO match. So I was already like, ah, I'm coming down here, but this was just solid, good wrestling, solid, good wrestling. And honestly, it's a wild thing to see Eddie Edwards get booed because he's he's literally the heart and soul of Impact. You would think sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you would think sometimes, but it's a wild thing. People just straight up booing. I'm like, damn, Eddie Edwards. I remember you were trying to kill Killer Cross backstage or trying to beat up or have relations with your wife. Like, now, now look at you. <laughs> there was a time when Eddie Edwards, like you said, was the heart and soul of Impact, but people were sick of Eddie Edwards being the heart and soul of impact wrestling. I could see it was, that. It was just getting to that point. And I sat here week after week, not on a post show for impact because we didn't have mm-hmm. one at the time, but just talking with other people on, on Fightful about how Eddie Edwards um, 
is getting stale and how I couldn't really deal with the Eddie Edwards character anymore. And then when he joined on and no more, I was just jazzed for him. And also just happy to see that they got out of the same character over and over and over yeah. again that they had him playing. Now he's the turncoat. Now he's the guy that's been, he thinks has been wronged by the company and the fans are playing along and they hate him. And I love that people are actively against Eddie Edwards, the, the character. And I really enjoy that part. I will also say this, and this is just me fantasy booking. So pull up into speculation station, Eddie Edwards, in my opinion, would be a perfect candidate for violent by design if Eric Young wanted to steal him. Because much like Eric Young, Eddie Edwards, you've done everything Impact has asked of you. Good, bad, in between. You got beat up and terrorized by Sammy Callahan for weeks. <laughs> Almost months at one point. So if if he was like, I could see something in you, and I know Eddie Edwards, you you give it up in hardcore matches too. You He's a good wrestler by his own merit. I could see it. That's just me. And if you disagree, well... It's not that I disagree. It's that I think Eddie Edwards joining Violent by Design, he would have to replace Cody Diener because Diener and him are very similar in the ways that they work. They're both hard workers. They're both good, structurally sound wrestlers that it would kind of get lost unless they're, even if they're a tag team, it doesn't really work because Joe Doring is there to be the big guy who like, you know, towers over everybody. I can, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what I'm you're not, saying. I'm not saying there isn't strength in numbers, but I'm wondering how Edwards and, and, and Diener kind of play with or off each other. Does it mm -hmm. work or not? So unless he got rid of Diener, then I could see Ed Edwards joining and then he would have to like shave his head and stuff, right? Four-man faction. Four-man faction. You can have, you have it. You have well, they had, they had Rhino for a while. And when they had Rhino, it was wild because Rhino is just this like chunk of a dude and he looks different. So it worked for them. That's fair too. I see what you mean. I Okay. I see what you mean. I VBD still would is, like it, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, v VBD is like a faction based on different styles. Most uh -huh. factions should be based on different styles and different attributes that make everybody strong together. So yeah. I, I just wonder where Eddie fits in. I don't, I don't dislike the idea. I'm just wondering where does Eddie Edwards fit in, or does he replace somebody like Diener in this case? Thanks, Ramat. Uh, Jesus Garcia with the super chat. Motor City Machine Guns are so good together. One of those teams where if they're involved, you know you're getting a good match. And that is absolutely on the nose, especially yep. tonight and especially working with Frankie Kazarian. They do a triple uh, a triple team leg drop that I really enjoyed. You had both men from Motor City Machine Guns hitting those leg the, the, the leg drops and then Kazarian hits one himself, but he does... Uh, a springboard leg drop is really good stuff. Little little things like that really made this match fun. Uh, and Taven with a high dive over the top rope almost took himself out of the match. It was kind of wild. I like Matt Taven. I, I something about his his style of wrestling. I've heard nothing but not good things sometimes, but it's like his style is very. It's not just one thing. I don't know how to describe it. He's very well-rounded, whether he's high-flying, in the ring. I really like his in-work. I Honor no more. I mean, I'm looking. Like, like I really got my eyes on He's really good to me. Good to me. To me. To me. He's uh, he's the trend. He is the trend. There you go. Um, So they did this really fun, like, hot tag spot with Alex Shelley that you probably saw. Where uh -huh. Shelly is being held back and he's trying to get the hot tag to either Chris Sabin or to Frankie Kazarian, but it's taking way, way too long. And then Honor No More prevent it. 
the first time they do it, it's super hokey, but ultimately it's effective. And then they continue on beating down Shelly. And then they do it again. And this time it's faster. And Matt Taven wipes out Saban and Kazarian on the apron. I like that. That was good heat. But the first time it was just super hokey and they just sat on it for way too long. Otherwise, you know, good stuff. Really enjoyed it. A traditional six-man tag match. Uh, I don't really have much to add here. Eddie Edwards hits a tiger driver. Taven hits the just the tip knee. Saban kicks out. Uh, stuff like that was really good. And then eventually we finish off. Saban hits the clothesline from Hell, Michigan. Super kicked Eddie Edwards. And then a low blow from Mike Bennett to Chris Saban. Eddie Edwards pins Saban after the diehard driver, which I originally heard as the tryhard diver driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's funny they should call it that it's now the try hard driver for anyone who's wondering eddie edwards pins saban with the now aptly named try hard driver post-match oh boy here we go on no more beats down motor city machine guns and kazarian out comes heath he's got a chair and then he gets beat down but he fights back because he's a valiant valiant striker and he throws the chair at eddie edwards hits the wake-up call it looks really good and then Heath goes to take out Eddie Edwards, wrapping the chair around his leg. But then he gets stopped by the rest of Honor No More. And then there's the, the numbers advantage goes to Honor No More. And then they take out Heath with the chairs. What did you think of the post-match beatdown? The Heath kerfuffle, everything. Tell me. Heath, you're late. The time to do that was the match. Or when you saw that it was getting hokey towards the end, you are late. That's number one. Number two, coming down by yourself, I understand that the chair is the great equalizer, but there's literally like 50 guys of honor no more. Right when you started to get them, here comes Kenny King. Here comes this person. Hey, you got to come down with more than one person. And then furthermore, I thought, again, at that time, I was still under the impression you are going to be in that tag match at Slammiversary. And here you are getting your calf, knee, ankle, foot area destroyed by this chair. So I liked it objectively speak i was like okay it makes sense honor no more a bunch of cheaters here comes Heath trying to help oh now you beat up now it puts the question in my mind well i thought he was going to be part of it well now who's going to be a part of it and i like that i don't mind being confused when it comes to professional wrestling because it gives me something to look something to look forward to so this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. 
It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. I love that. I love that. Objectively, I, I loved it. I, I Again, annoyingly, Keith, you... Late, you're late, bro, bro. You 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 should have came down already. So you getting beat up is par for the course. What was you gonna do five on one with a chin, and then you lost your chin? He was he was he was full of piss and vinegar. He could take on the world. That's what he wanted to do. Should have called Arn Anderson. <laughs> That's true. It always does that. We're being asked in the chat who are going to be the final two members of Team Impact. Well, we know it's not going to be Heath and Rhino, and we yeah. know it's. Not going to be Matt Morgan, thank God. But uh, we talked about it last week. I stand by this, and I say it again. Sorry about your damn luck. I think it's America's Most Wanted. Chris Harris was on screen last week, and James Storm lives in Nashville, Tennessee, or just outside, so it's an easy shot for him. He would get a huge, huge pop. That's where I'm thinking we're going to see it. Uh, Does anyone pop out to you? Maybe it's Jeff Jarrett. Maybe uh, Bully Ray is going to make his return. I've always put my money on Jeff Jarrett, but I think Jeff Jarrett is a little too old to be in the ring. When they kept showing vignettes of Samoa Joe, I'm like, maybe, maybe. I don't know how realistic that is because Spot Demore did say, I want people who are past or a current impact. So I feel like that would leave out um, Joe, but Kazarian is also AEW. So... Again, this leaves me confused, and I'm excited. I want to see who it might be. You know, Josh Alexander. No, I'm kidding. He's going to be better. He's going to work every match. Reunite the North for the lols. Like, uh, get Ethan Page to come in here. Why not? <laughs> Listen, between you and me, Ethan Page right now in AEW is being misused. That's my opinion. Agree or disagree? Would- it's fine. He was He's being a- used better in the North, even when he did the Karate Man gimmick. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I want to see more from Ethan Page and AEW. Josh Alexander has absolutely tore it up. The, the, he was the guy that they didn't know how things would fare when Ethan left because he wasn't the talker. He wasn't the charismatic guy in the yeah. North. It just shows that sometimes your best wrestler is the guy that you put your eggs in the basket for. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see Ethan Page come back. I don't expect it. I, yeah, me either. It, if he did a one-off, that'd be great. Just uh, come in and do do a thing with uh, with Josh. Do do a one-off, uh, you know, against all odds championship match with Josh Alexander. That'd be great. That'll but be I cute. See it. Yeah, same, same. I think he's too involved in this Scorpio Sky, which I agree. In this capacity, I do think that there is a better use for him in. Um, AEW or even in Impact, if he wants to do some dates over there, there's a better use for him than. Anything with Dan Lambert is a boot. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's a boot. It's a boot, man. It's a boot. It's a boot. <laughs> if, if I'm Motor City Machine Guns and I'm Kazarian, I wouldn't even be asking America's Most Wanted for help. You know who I'm asking? Christopher Daniels. He, he's okay. a good shout. But I would be asking Sting and I would be asking Rob Van Dam or Rob the Van Broken Dam, yes. Hardys. Okay, yeah, not Sting, not Sting. Come on. Why not Sting? Why not one of the biggest stars ever? I love Sting. But Sting and Jeff Hardy are in my camp of, please stop doing that. You are far too old. (laughs) Please. Please. (laughs) Those two especially, it's like, please. 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 Just Grandpa Sting, please. (laughs) 
CD, by the way, Christopher Daniels and Ultimate X would have been wild. I th- I, I, I'm really happy with this Ultimate X lineup. I think mm-hmm. Jack Evans is going to be absolutely nuts, and I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Alex Zane's, you know, insertion, this the, the, the announcement this week, I left a little bit to be desired, but at least they're telling the story that something happened in Japan that got us there. And Alex Zane is a fantastic wrestler. Like the mm-hmm. sauce god is absolutely on it. And that's what he is, man. He's the only wrestler sponsored by Taco Bell, man. The dude's got it. Come that's on. That's 10 out of 10. That is 10 out of 10. <laughs> the guy's got it. But either way, uh, I, I'm just excited for Ultimate X. I'm excited for, for a lot of Slammiversary coming up. Yeah. There's not much left on this show, on, on this Impact show. It was a very efficient two hours, as they often are. Um, they had a, a flashback moment with Booker T, Christian Cage, and oh, I forget who the last person was in the match because oh was it Samoa Rick Joe? Rude? Bob no. it was it was it was a rude, it was Joe. Bobby Rude. Yeah, okay. I was like, was it was it Rick Rude? No, that's guy's old tell. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. Uh yeah, it, it was Bobby Rude, Samoa Joe. Um, I feel like I'm still missing someone Booker Christian T. Booker T. Christian Booker T. And th- I think there was one more per- Kevin Rob- Nash. Oh, it's Kevin Nash. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I I don't I glazed over at that point because this is one thing where we don't have to talk about it. But uh, I just thought about it now that they kind of ate up some time with that segment. Mm. Next week is going to be the final episode of Impact Wrestling going into Slammiversary. A lot of really good matches, including Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey. That match alone is going to be absolutely wild. Uh, we'll tune into that. We'll tune into a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to talk about it as we always do. That's all I got for this show. Do you want to add anything about Impact Wrestling tonight, Cresta? Tonight was a good show. I, You said everything. I think we've covered everything. I will say to your point that Impact is very efficient. Unlike other promotions that I watch, Impact is like, okay, tonight's the, like last night, not last night, last week's theme was delusion and rudeness. <laughs> this week's theme was violence because every match, every segment had a point. It was hard hitting straight to the point. Um, I'm excited. It's still doing a good job of setting up Slammiversary, setting up tidbits for newer viewers like me who just get, well, not just getting into Impact or who dabbled. Seeing the older matches when the ring was an octagon is wild. So you want to be like, I want to go back. Like I knew, but it's like, I would want someone else to go back and get into it. And I think it furthered the storylines in a way that weren't harmful to anyone. With the, not even with, well, the exception of Heath, because again, it's like, you came down late. You should have came with other people. And I thought you would have saved that for the thing, but you never know. It's wrestling. He might show up as one of the people for the um, Slammiversary tag match. You never know. It's wrestling. I don't know. That leg is, that leg looks pretty nuts, pretty gnarly. It's almost as bad as, uh, as, as, as the collarbone on PCO's shoulder. Ah, please. <laughs> <laughs> All in all, a good episode. I enjoyed myself. Hopefully you guys did in the chat. Krista, where can the people find me on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter, like you see right below, at Krista D Star. In my bio, there's a link tree. And anywhere where you can find Krista Star, C-R-E-S-T-A-S-T-A-R-R, is me. Um, I love wrestling, and I love you. Where can they find you, Joel? I am at Joel Pearl, and I also am going to tell you about FIFA Select. For five bucks, you get all the scoops. You're getting everything, all the, all the important news that you need. You're getting... All of the wonderful content that we push out of Fightful because we have Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie and a guest. We have Sour Graps. If you're a little sick 
or tired or needing to vent about Raw or SmackDown, Alex Palowski's got you covered, sometimes with Kate Elizabeth as well. If, uh, I don't know, maybe you just want to get your questions answered, Sean Rossap does a Q&A every single week, or maybe you just want a condensed weekly report of what's going on backstage in the world of wrestling. Again, Sean's got you covered. Little things every single day drop in. You want interview notes, they're there. You want scoops, they're there. There's all of the best stuff over at Fightful Select, the best news that's uh, fit to muck, as they say. And also, I'll plug Fightful Overbooked. That's the other channel that we run. That's the the ESPN2 of the platform. That's where I spend a lot of my time. And uh, we have a lot of great creators there with different views on professional wrestling. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Or just search it and subscribe. Just get in there. Go do it right now. Uh, That's the shilling I got. I'm Atrial Pearl. Again, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. It is absolutely ESPN The Ocho. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.